Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. I've spoken recently about the number one reason most people fail at their fitness goals being time. It's the biggest self-reported barrier to exercise. The thing about time is it's a finite resource, meaning we don't get it back. Time management and availability are barriers to getting into the gym, but for some, they can make it there, but then may misuse their time. So this little system is for you if you want to get fitter and stronger, maybe don't know where to start and don't have hours to waste trying to find out. You might have a gym membership or a good little home setup, including weights that you can increase, such as a barbell or a set of decent dumbbells or kettlebells. So what's it all about? 973 is short for nine exercises, seven reps per set, training three days per week. This system for training is simple, effective, and you can recycle it throughout the year and make measurable progress in the gym. This is for you if you like simple, challenging, but not ridiculous workouts with no fluff. This is the system we are using in our small group sessions right now to get our members back on track with fitness and strength in less time after the Christmas and New Year break. So let's get into it. Nine exercises. I've chosen back squat, bench press, bent over row, deadlift, military press, reverse lunge, front squat, seated row, and dumbbell press. Why these exercises? This system can really be adapted to most exercises that you want to do, but I've chosen these particular exercises because they are compound exercises, meaning they're multi-joint and use multiple major muscle groups in the one exercise. So they're demanding and they cover most of what you want to train in less time than if you were doing like uh, isolation, single joint exercises. It's also based on the equipment that we have to use in our space. So if I have an online personal training client who is training in a gym with machines, I could absolutely adapt the exercise selection to the equipment they want to use there. For example, leg press, seated push, seated row, leg curls and extensions, seated press. And I would still include ideally some barbell or dumbbell work depending on their level of skill and confidence. But that's something that I obviously work out with the client on a one-to-one basis. So these exercises are split across the three sessions per week and they are progressed in weight session to session as long as technique is on point, which means that you're performing the exercises with a full range of motion, a controlled tempo and safe posture. So no half squats, no dangerous bending of the back or collapsing of the knees is another one. Uh, We're working with a rep range of seven because it's sort of hedging our bets between the ranges of work that produce hypertrophy, so muscle size and strength, but also because for the average gym goer or client of mine, they're more likely to be able to lift a load that produces the strength and fitness adaptations that we're after safely. 
I don't want anyone doing ineffective sets of work by doing too much or too little and stalling their progress. We constantly keep an eye on this at the shed. So how do you know where to start and when to add load or progress an exercise? Start by performing two to three lighter warm-up sets on the exercise at a given load, focusing on your technique and getting comfortable with the positioning of the barbell or the machine. Then add weight for your estimated working set. So you might have an idea of what you can lift for seven reps if you have been lifting weights for a while. Um, so put the weight up to a roundabout there, give it a go. But if you can perform 10 reps, I want you to add a little bit more weight in around 2.5 kilo increments. If you felt like you could do like 12 to 15 reps, we're gonna, probably going to add another five kilos. Until you reach the weight where you perform seven hard reps only. So what are hard reps? Well, if you first off covered safe and correct form, you should be puffing and sweating as you re-rack the weights after rep seven. Don't sell yourself short. If you want to get results in less time, you need to make this work. And muscles only, muscles only grow by progressively overloading them. It does require practice and skill. And this is why the system is so simple and it contains a lot of repetition of exercises so that you can become more skilled at understanding and performing hard sets of work. So we also want this session to be intense in terms of getting your fitness happening again. So to keep that intensity up, we're resting only 30 seconds between sets. So keep an eye on the time or on the clock on the wall in our instance. So once you reach the load where, and don't take too many sets to do that, by the way, because you'll be fatigued. But once you find the load where you're working at seven reps, that's going to be your starting weight going on from here, so into the next session. So make sure you write it down for each exercise and you're gonna increase from here over time. So we split the work over the three sessions, meaning there's three exercises per session and the exercises are chosen based on spreading the work across muscle groups for that session. So you, we're looking for almost a whole body workout. For us, we've chosen in session one, back squat, bench press, bent over row. Session two, deadlift, military press, reverse lunge. Session three, front squat, seated row and dumbbell press. So by the time you warm up and do your hard nine working sets for each exercise, you're looking at around 25 to 30 minutes for this session if you've taken notice of the um, limited rest periods as well. And I mean, if you're in the gym, you've got to be able to get to the equipment as well, which is why we opt to have small group training sessions with a coach there so we can move people around the room, make sure everybody's got equipment. But that's just, that's just how it is uh, in, say, a 24-hour gym environment. You've kind of got to hedge your bets in getting in there. So that's the trade-off for the flexibility of access. Um, what about cardio and abs? If you've performed the sets of work, as I've described above, congratulations, you've done cardio and ab work. Always prioritize your lifts. 
please don't start your sessions with an hour on the treadmill tiring yourself out before you get under the bar because this will interfere with your performance and your progress. If you've lifted correctly full of, through a full range of movement with a controlled tempo and you've got an effective load, your abdominals have worked. However, if you have extra time and would like some variety and, and an extra sweat, feel free to add some cardio conditioning after you've completed all sets of lifts. For example, we're including circuits of rope slams, TRX, kettle swings, slam ball exercises, and the ergs to name a few things that have everyone whinging but leaving happy with what they've done. The reason we choose weighted and erg exercises is again because they're challenging in less time but also promote muscle development, not breakdown and wear and tear like overdoing repetitive impact exercises like running can do. That's if you do too much. Alternatively, our members could choose to do hard lifts only in the lifting sessions and then metafit on alternate days to get some intervals of multi-directional movements and core work in. So if you could train, for example, more frequently, but maybe only for half an hour at a time, that's what I would suggest that you do. If you come in like four to five days a week and do that, as long as you're recovering well. And how long should you run this program for? You could do it as a four-week block of training and then have a light week or week off to deload. Just pay attention to how you're feeling, how your progress is going, how you're sleeping, um, are you sore? Um, and then once you've had a deload, you can repeat the program with heavier sets based on what you progressed to in the, last, the previous round. Um, but if you're someone who feels like you need variety, you could do things like swapping squats for leg press, deadlifts for hip thrusts, and rowing for vertical pulling, such as lat pull downs or pull ups, for your next block of training, for example. You could do this for as long as you like, like you could spend a whole year using this system in different ways. Um, but if you reach the top of what you can lift for seven reps, I would probably then look at doing a block of training in lower rep ranges, for example, to challenge yourself to lift heavier weights if that was your goal. Um, it's always fun to do as well, in my opinion. Um, what about doing this at home with minimal equipment? It does make progressive overload difficult as you can't necessarily progress body weight bands and light home-based equipment unless you're increasing your reps and training frequency, which re then requires more time spent training, which is what we're trying to avoid. However, this system would definitely work with different numbers at home. I'd say a 425 system of four exercises, 20 reps a set, five times a week. My choice of exercises for most people would be squat, push-up, reverse lunges, and maybe some kettlebell swings or presses, depending on what you've got available there. If you don't have any equipment, I'd work on increasing plank holds as your fourth exercise. As always, it depends on the person and scenario, which is why I prefer to adapt training plans to the person in front of me. But I hope you found this a helpful start point. The other pieces of the puzzle in getting more bang for your buck in less time are recovery and nutrition. So three sessions a week allows for recovery days in between, which could be active recovery doing a different kind of workout as long as you are not 
you know, completely sore and um, unable to move all the time. So depending how long you've been training for, what your current level of fitness is, it's individual. So, but recovery days promote muscle development and also better performance in your workouts. So if you've got a day in between, you're getting to the gym fresh for the next session. So um, it's more optimal than smashing yourself daily into a pulp because that often results in injury fatigue and giving up. And yeah, as I mentioned, you need recovery to grow muscle. So you won't be growing muscle if you're just smashing yourself every day. Again, very individual. Um, our members have also got access to a library of guides that I've written on high protein recipes and other nutrition concepts to support their training, or they've got the option of nutrition coaching services to sit alongside their training. There are so many ways to approach a fitness goal and my passion is breaking it down into simple solutions for my clients. You can email me at coach at fitaf.com.au to learn more about how I help my clients get fit AF in less time every week.